0: CHAPTER X OF HEROINES OF TRAVEL BY FRANK Mundell. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN TO THE GREAT LAKE THE NAME OF LADY BAKER, THE WIFE OF THE INTREPID AFRICAN EXPLORER, SIR SAMUEL BAKER, OCCUPIES A FOREMOST PLACE AMONG LADY TRAVELERS IN THE DARK CONTINENT. She was the first woman to visit the savage races of central Africa, and the fact that she was accompanied by her husband in no way detracts from her right to be considered a heroine of travel. In 1861, the year after her marriage, her husband decided to set out on an expedition to discover the great lake which we now know as the Albert Nyanza. The undertaking was full of danger and difficulty, but Baker was a man of iron nerve who believed that there was no task too hard to be accomplished by patience and perseverance. When he made his determination known to his wife, she at once expressed her intention of accompanying him. This was a circumstance on which he had not reckoned, AND HE USED EVERY ENDEAVOUR TO DISSUADE HER FROM HER PURPOSE. I SHUDDERED, HE SAYS, AT THE PROSPECT SHOULD SHE BE LEFT ALONE IN SAVAGE LANDS AT MY DEATH, AND GLADLY WOULD I HAVE LEFT HER IN THE LUXURIES OF HOME INSTEAD OF EXPOSING HER TO THE MISERIES OF AFRICA. IT WAS IN VAIN THAT I IMPLORED HER TO REMAIN in vain that i painted the difficulties and perils still blacker than i supposed they really would be she was resolved with woman's constancy and devotion to share all dangers and to follow me through each rough footstep of the wild life before me accordingly in february eighteen sixty two we find these two daring adventurers at gondokoro on the banks of the nile buying supplies engaging men and making the final preparations for their advance into the great unknown region it was an arduous task baker was regarded as a spy of the british government and those to whom he applied for assistance through every obstacle in his way at length he obtained a number of men and arrangements were made to start in a few days but one morning mrs baker heard from two faithful natives that a plot had been made to murder and rob the travellers instantly she summoned the head man to her presence and sternly asked if the men were ready to march in bewilderment The chief replied that they only awaited her orders then order them to strike the tents and load the camels we start at once baker came up at this moment and when he heard how narrowly they had escaped destruction he ordered the men to form up in line and lay down their guns the command was disobeyed down with your guns this moment cried baker as he put his rifle to his shoulder and mrs baker took her place by his side to point out any man who should attempt to fire their determined attitude cowed the mutineers and they laid down their guns in sullen silence finding that they could not obtain a proper escort the explorers set out with seventeen men on the twenty-sixth of march eighteen sixty-three mounted on horseback and dressed in a pair of loose trousers and gaiters with a blouse and belt mrs baker rode beside her husband the path lay through a rugged mountainous country so steep in places that the camels had to be partly unloaded and all but the most necessary articles thrown away. To add to their trials, the men were lazy and careless. The water-skins had not been properly filled, so the party was in danger of perishing by thirst, and a quantity of provisions were lost through wilful neglect of duty. Throughout these trials, Mrs. Baker behaved with heroic fortitude. And was ever ready to second her husband under all conditions on the march? Baker's party was overtaken by a band of traders, which had been foremost in thwarting his plans at Gondocoro. The leader was evidently determined to have nothing to do with Baker, and the Englishman on his part was equally disinclined to have any dealings with him though it was of the utmost importance to conciliate the trader that he should not stir up the natives to oppose the explorer's advance the fate of the expedition hung in the balance in vain mrs baker pleaded with her husband to speak to the man so she herself undertook to interview him the trader came and after a long talk he agreed to accompany the explorers for some distance and assist them to accomplish the object of their mission we cannot follow the expedition step by step as it made its way through swamp and forest terrific floods were encountered their horses died and the leader and his wife were stricken down with fever but still they pressed on never for a moment was the grand object of the journey lost sight of at length they reached unuro the country ruled over by king Kamrazi. this potentate had no intention of allowing the travellers to proceed to the lake and though he received many valuable presents he put numberless obstacles in the way of the advance they were completely in his power through sickness and the desertion of their porters and could only wait on till their strength returned sufficiently to enable them to take matters into their own hands finding at length that he could not detain them any longer camrazi agreed to send them forward on their journey on one condition that baker left his wife behind we can well picture the scene that ensued baker started to his feet in fury and pointing a pistol at the chief's breast told him that if he moved he was a dead man mrs baker in indignant tones gave him to understand that the wife of an englishman was not to be treated as a slave Thoroughly surprised that a suggestion so simple, in his opinion, should have excited the wrath of his guests, Kamrazi humbly apologised and promised never again to allude to the subject. Shortly after they left Kamrazi, the most terrible incident of the trying march took place. While they were crossing a river, baker turned round to see that his wife was following him when to his horror he saw her sinking through the weeds her face distorted and perfectly purple to rush back and seize hold of her as she fell was the work of a moment then with the help of several of his men he bore her across to the other side and laid her under a tree Baker's first impression was that his wife had fainted, but as he gazed on her, as she lay with clenched hands, set teeth, and staring eyes, the dreadful truth burst upon him. It was a case of sunstroke. Quickly her clothes were changed, and everything done that was possible under the circumstances to restore consciousness, but in vain a litter was brought and the melancholy party hastened to the next village still mrs baker remained unconscious here the night was spent but in the morning the march was resumed for there was no food to be had in the place day after day the unconscious burden was borne over hills and through swamps baker ever by her side all through the night he kept watch over her again and again during these harrowing hours he asked himself the question was she to die was so great a sacrifice to be the result of his selfish exile at length the end seemed to be just at hand we reached a village one evening says baker she had been in violent convulsions successively it was all but over i laid her down on a litter within a hut covered her with a scotch plaid and i fell upon my mat insensible worn out with sorrow and fatigue my men put a new handle to the pickaxe that evening and sought for a dry spot to dig her grave but then there came a change for the better she fell into a calm deep sleep and when she awoke she was saved god alone knows what helped us the gratitude of that moment i will not attempt to describe a few days later on the fourteenth of march eighteen sixty four the worn and weary but inflexible travellers reached the summit of a hill from which they saw stretching away as far as the eye could reach the silver waters of the great lake which for so long had been the goal of their ambitions it is impossible to describe the triumph of that moment here was the reward of all our labour england had won the sources of the nile little now remains for us to tell after exploring the great lake to which they gave the name albert nyanza in honour of the prince consort baker and his wife set out on their return journey which was accomplished in safety on the way they fell in with the trading party they had met on the road from gondokoro These men warmly greeted the Europeans and were filled with admiration when they heard all that the travellers had undergone. As they kissed Mrs. Baker's hands on parting, they exclaimed, By Allah, no woman in the world has a heart so tough as to dare to face what you have gone through. Chapter 10